0: hello and welcome to another edition of the end zone podcast my name is eric jensen and i'm joined today by uh my good friend brock back with us for another week uh and and this is my first of many master plans of just mixing and matching the sets we have brock i don't know if you've noticed this but we kind of have two set two teams of podcasters for this podcast at this point we have kind of the the uh the, the Brock and and Joe and Jake team and then we have uh the OGs as I like to call them uh, which who are YB Mason and Brad and Brad who I I expected to be here tonight but you know per usual is off doing something probably illegal um but uh definitely illegal uh but uh no 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 uh, no brad tonight but good to good to mix and match people i do think yb's joining us it's Korean thanksgiving which i wasn't aware of uh so i think he has a day off so i'm hoping that he joins us a little bit later but he is uh, in the process of being a father which good on him so uh brock I, I guess that's a question for you do you have any children
1: i do yeah i actually have several
0: okay all right, a lot of dads on this show. That's that's uh, that, that is uh, that is uh, that is solid. Well, Working uh, on my own
1: cool. uh, starting six.
0: Oh wow! That... No, not,
1: not that <laughs> no, not actually that many. Not actually that many. Okay,
0: <laughs> Philip Rivers over here. I mean... <laughs> no.
1: I mean, any. So I have I have uh, I have four. I have uh, a son twin girls and, and another girl so anytime you have twins people assume that hey you're working on your you're starting six is what i have that has been my experience
0: gotcha gotcha interesting well that is uh that's good um i don't really know how to transition off of that don't know why that <laughs> you question. asked the question don't know why that <laughs> don't know why do
2: that? philip rivers we'll see i more subscribe to the antonio cromarty school of child rearing
1: just get him pregnant <laughs> is that is that his school of uh, thought
2: no i i, I yeah, have I mean, not like 19 baby mamas like his I entire have... nfl page is effectively I... child supportive
1: yeah that's insane that's like the nick cannon school of thought Um, (laughs) It definitely
2: is. They might hang out together. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, I have a transition for you, Eric. Um, You know, just like, you know, sometimes... You have an unexpected amount of children, you can have an unexpected amount of points like the bomb the oh, Dolphins dropped Jesus. on the, the Broncos. Are we getting into
0: this? Are we getting into this already? I mean, it feels like the right do, place I, to start. I, I, I thought we might do some candy talk no. with, with with Mason, but no.
1: No. No. We'll, we'll
0: but... get to candy talk later when we actually get into the listen, the
1: host of the show, <laughs>
0: yeah, team uh, got yeah, almost yeah, yeah, almost
1: yeah. set an NFL record that hasn't been broken since. Yeah almost 100 years ago i feel like or however long it's been maybe it wasn't 100 years ago but it was a long time it was before you I mean, know it
2: was damn near 60 it may as well be 100
1: yeah exactly that's what it feels like
0: yeah so you know obviously not ideal uh, I mean, not, mike
1: mcdaniels took pity on the soul of every broncos fan yeah i'm sorry i i said mcdaniels it's not mcdaniels it's mcdaniel but you understand my point
0: yes he you know good on him for being a a good sport. Let me tell you how my football Sunday went. I uh please I woke up. I went to bed after going to a baseball game uh the night before, went to bed, woke up with a terrible head cold, slash 24 hour stomach bug combined into like one monster illness. Uh woke That's up just in time for the eleven o'clock start, decided, okay, uh I'm gonna watch Red Zone today because at that point I I had I, I I meant what I said last week. I emotionally detached from the Broncos last week after the heartbreak came to the Washington Commanders. Like I I didn't need didn't need that in my life again. So I turned on Red Zone. Uh, turned on Red, So I, I so I turned on Red Zone. You know I I I started watching. Dolphins score almost immediately was like, okay, this is, this is how this is going to go. I I get it. Then Dolphins scored again. And it was like 14, nothing. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But then this is the worst part. Then the Broncos score that touchdown. Russell Wilson had a really good drive. Actually. Yeah. He had a super good drive and I believe Courtland Sutton scored a touchdown. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll just go watch the game. So put oh, on no. the game uh Dolphins score again it's like 21-7 at that point I'm like okay they're kind of still in this
1: and then Russell Wilson you, has another you, you thought to yourself they're kind of still in this at 21-7 yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson has another nice throw deep shot to Marvin Mims they do Eric Russell made the mistake Wilson... of
2: thinking he was rooting for a real NFL football team right well, Russell
0: that's Wilson... a fair point scrambles out, hits Cortland Sutton in the end of the end zone. Really good draft by Russell Wilson. I'm like, okay, 21-14, I can live with this. And then, yeah, then it just like, then it got almost like hilariously bad. De- Devin uh, Devin Achan, I guess is what he wants to be called now. Um, who is this guy? I mean, uh, kind of nobody from Texas A&M just absolutely destroyed them. Uh, and, and I mean, I don't think I've seen a defense ever just refuse to tackle more than the Broncos refuse to tackle, but it truly was like the Dolphins were playing on, on rookie mode in Madden. Like when, when I want to blow off some steam guys, I won't lie to you. I'm an awful Madden player. I, I I don't pay for online subscriptions for gaming. I always play against the computer. If I put it on pro it's too hard. I throw too many interceptions and I lose. So I put it on arcade mode and rookie and I just go light people up. Usually I pick for bills so I can like throw for like 700 yards with Josh Allen. And that's what it was. It was, it was literally just at will just being beaten to death. And at about the point it got to like them having 35 points, I was like, okay, this thing's over. I fell asleep. I uh, missed most of the morning slate. And woke up, went and saw the, looked at the final score and was like, oh God, uh, wh- what was this? Went back, watched, uh, because I'm a sicko, went back, watched the highlights immediately. It was like, oh my God, this, this really was so much of a train wreck. And then I went to a baseball game, and I'll be honest with you, until Sunday Night Football, did not watch another single second of football on Sunday. Man, Sunday I was, have- Sunday was not enjoyable I gave up I was like okay I host an NFL podcast I'm just not really gonna watch the NFL this week and uh (laughs) and and that's that's kind of uh that that was kind of a strategy I took and so here we are I I haven't even watched YouTube highlights of this week that's how little I care right now I mean it's
1: it's a good thing in my opinion I was concerned that you went back to red zone. That would have been the worst way to experience what happened in that game, in my opinion, because yeah. it yeah. would have been nonstop. Oh, the Dolphins have scored. All oh, the Dolphins have scored. All oh, the Dolphins have scored. So it's actually a good thing you went to sleep, <laughs> well, in my you opinion. Say,
0: it's funny you say that, Brock, because I did go back to red zone. And it oh. was like one of those <laughs> things where like I'm fading in and out of like a fever dream oh, type well, sleep while being deathly ill. And like deeply nauseous slash, my head is pounding, like a throbbing headache almost. And then occasionally hearing Scott Hanson say, "Emma, Dolphins have just put up sixty points on the Denver Broncos." Uh, I mean, it it truly, it truly was an absolute disaster. I mean, I root for a joke of an NFL franchise. I mean, this has been clear. For a while now, I have never, never claimed otherwise. Brad, well, I'm glad Brad isn't here because he can't defend himself. But Brad probably was thinking, said dumb shit all offseason. That was like, you're a Russell Wilson apologist, blah, 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 blah. One never defended Russell Wilson. Never did that. I want the record to show I never defended Russell Wilson. And I always said the Broncos season would most likely end with seven wins and them getting screwed out of a draft pick. I never thought they were good. I never thought they had a shot for the playoffs. I never bought into the hope this year. I am getting smarter as a football fan, (laughs) but this is, this is pretty brutal. (laughs) And if they lose to the bears on Sunday, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a long year and and one in which I will likely stop watching the Broncos (laughs) almost entirely uh, because I, I have, I have no interest in another five and 11 season, which is, Feel, feels like what we're cruising for right now is so optimistic,
3: uh, aren't we? Five and eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, that's,
0: I I and that is the voice. Maybe five YB. wins too many. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe five wins is a little. I, I think that, I th- well,
1: let's remember who is worse than the Broncos. I, I think maybe they won't be the worst team in the league. The Bears, because the they might
3: be playing the one of the one of the candidate that's that's like exactly this
1: week. They'll, I I think they'll beat the Bears. <laughs> Yeah. I hope I hope they be the I, I, I have
0: mean, my doubts, but that, that'd be that'd be pretty embarrassing if a Sean Payton offense couldn't beat the liberal. Uh, I mean, thirty second defense in the NFL. I
1: I find it so. I find it funny. You know, I'm a fan of of the Carolina Panthers, so I have seen how Sean Payton you know behaves for for a significant amount of time, and never has he been. So you know, vocal in an off season as he was this off season. Yeah, right? no, that doesn't never hurt. has he has he done all that. So how ironic I find it that the first time he decides to you know sound off, he he gets this happen to him. It, and and I'm not saying like, yes, there are the Broncos team has problems, but your defense failing to show up in such a spectacular fashion, like at some point you got to think to yourself, the guy who said that coaching here was the worst job he's ever seen. You have to be culpable as a coach when you get 70 points dropped on you in a professional football game. Yeah. So I find it highly ironic and I don't hate Sean Payton, but obviously there's a little bit of like, you know, you know, fan driven animosity. That's not like any actual like real feelings, but it's like, Hey, you know, saint's old head coach decided to puff his chest out and immediately not immediately but at some point got to rue you know doing that because like, i mean 70 points it's insane it's okay
3: taking accountability is not exactly something he's strong at is he like, no not no a strong i mean
0: suit. i find listen as a broncos fan i find so far, Sean Payton to be extremely unlikable um, <laughs> would, would, be I, would, would be the way I would be the way I described Sean Payton, uh, extremely unlikable. And quite frankly, I don't trust him as a as a as a football coach. Like,
1: now, I I, uh, I will I will tell you to pump the pump the brakes. OK, like, no, just no, 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 he no, no, a...
0: no, Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Because he came in and he said, OK. I need to bring in all my own guys. Meanwhile, Ajero Evero was just kind of sitting there. He had put together for this. one of the most elite <laughs> defenses in the past few years but in the that defense is Bad last worse. year, and guess what? He could have had him back. ajiro Evero would have stayed as VDC, but he didn't want to pay him, and he let him walk to Carolina. And now look, Carolina has an above-average NFL defense, and you know what? Thank but you, Sean Payton. Here's here's the real problem, though, is you didn't go and you didn't upgrade. You went and you brought back fucking Vance Joseph. What the fuck are you doing? Vance Joseph is.
1: I mean, Vance, Vance Joseph, Joseph has. has no, 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 no,
0: please stop. Brock. <laughs> that is one of the stupider things I've ever heard. Listen, Vance Joseph <laughs> is an awful football coach. He has Eric's always deep been in his uh, an...
1: Broncos hate bag right he now. Was... Yeah.
0: Always been an awful football coach. He will always be an awful football coach. He was an awful football coach for the Broncos. He was an awful DC for the Arizona Cardinals. Why would you bring him in to be your defensive coordinator? He has never once been good. They didn't lose that many players this offseason. In fact, they added players. And somehow they went from a top, literally, metrics-wise, a top five NFL defense to literally the worst nfl defense in the league
1: they are they actually ranked last like before i, I, I do before believe, I do before believe this game are, before this game or, what were they ranked
0: i i do believe before this game is going to skew like, it
1: severely excuse yeah, it hip this, severely it's one, one out of three games you know, they like were like 70. 27th before this game
3: but,
0: yeah okay Wow.
1: That's not good. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yo, I'm not convinced. I'm not just convinced. The really quickly,
1: I'm yeah. not convinced that the Denver defense actually showed up to this football game. Like, have we considered the possibility that they were all body snatched?
0: Mm,
1: I mean, it's a possibility. Possible. I mean I mean, that's what it I feels mean. like.
0: The the Denver or, Broncos currently the dead last okay, currently, in, yes, in, because in of that NFL. game.
1: What were they before? Yeah. Can we can we go yes, back we actually one? Week? Can. Yeah.
2: Maybe the dispensaries they were by
1: really deal on some really <laughs> choice. weed,
2: and the whole defense was you know what?
1: On. That's what it is. They were on an actually like good strain last year and they switched for some reason. Sean Payton wanted That's to make it. sure he yeah. wanted them they he were wanted on to take everything in the building. Got them on the new new, and now it's all
3: worse. Eric, you wanted to know why uh Sean Payton brought Vance Joseph as DC? You know, like you don't realize you have a lot, you know, like Eric, as a podcast host, you realize you have uh and you're pretty well connected in the in that region, as you mentioned. What well, why do you keep bringing us on as podcast co hosts? Like therein lies the answer. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess he just didn't have anyone else to do it with. I mean
1: <laughs> I mean it's 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 a it's uh it's a valid question
3: yeah it is a valid question but the answer to it lies in a simpler answer is relatively simple if you think about it it's who i know
0: yeah yeah i mean it could i mean yeah and and, and the worst part is it's against vic fangio who is
3: just <laughs> yep. who is just Mason like is just dying right now <laughs> oh my god
0: and Vic
2: Fangio's i'm sorry, to- I'm sorry. Why, why b likes to play this innocent role in all of these chats that we have and he will just come in with these like small lines that are just daggers and not everybody will know that they are but to the person (laughs) who does I'm just like I can't believe he found a way to squeeze that in thank you Mm YP yeah I
3: mean I I realize I'm including myself in that conversation so have it treat that how you will so
0: listen I, I just last week by the way I found it they were 25th
1: So still not good, but, but at the bottom, like near, near the bottom. Yeah. It's, it wasn't wasn't good to begin with. I mean, okay. So let, let's, let's, we've let Eric stand on his soapbox. So now let's inject a little (laughs) bit of reality here. Uh, No one knows what to do with the dolphins offense. Okay. It's not just the Broncos. So now are the Broncos like, you know, one of the worst or deep worser, that's not a word, but are they one of the worst defenses in the league, you know, before the, this past week? Sure. But if they had played the Cardinals, or if they had played the well, they're about to they're about to play the bears. They're oh, no, they're not. I'm sorry. If the dolphins had played the Cardinals, if the Dolphins had played the Bears, if the Dolphins had played any of the defenses that are ranked below 25, chances are they probably would have dog walked them also. Um so yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's unfortunate that they almost set an NFL record <laughs> in points. Um uh, <laughs> so it's hard to look around that. Um and as I said, you know, before YB joined us, at some point when you score those many points, that many points, you have to. Think to yourself, there's some coaching culpability here, you know, on yeah. Sean Payton, on the defensive staff. So I'm not saying there's anything, you know, there's things that are copacetic in Denver, but nobody knows what to do with the Dolphins off- offense yet through three weeks. So you have to re- yeah. realize that.
3: It, it flowed like that last year because last year the Dolphins started off really, really hot. And then obviously, Tua had that unfortunate injury. And then two came back. They looked like and- they were back on track. And then they were, and then they kind of, Def- defenses started throwing curveballs yep. at them, and then after a few weeks after that, Tua got hurt again, and then that's how it ended. So, like the season's long, like, and who knows if the if they can keep if the Dolphins can keep this pace up for an entire season. If they if they did, it would be remarkable. But at the beginning, yeah, I mean, as you said, like if no if one you
2: keep a pace like this up. Someone might genuinely die on the field just from running too much. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, true. My money's on Tyreek.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is perhaps one of the more outlandish slash wild things said on this podcast but we will we will move forward yeah i mean the dolphins are the dolphins are good the dolphins are yeah. are, are very very good it appears that yeah i mean the fact that raheem Mostert was still a huge part of the game plan i, I do believe this Devon H. Chan, I, I do believe he is just going to be a special running back, especially in this in this system. I think the numbers he's going to put up are going to be kind of crazy. And uh, he's very, very fast. And if you were, were to have to start someone in fantasy football this year in a flex spot, uh, Devon H. is probably a good bet because there are going to be some weeks where he really goes and uh, he's not going to run for 200 against everyone but i, I think he'll be a 100 yard back and uh he 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 looks very 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 solid and you know the offensive line which we have big questions about this offseason have held has held up extremely well so i i think the, the 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 dolphins have have done a good job of that uh I don't have much more to say on the Broncos so I think we could kind of move on
1: here. Um we've spent the requisite 20 minutes on the Broncos so yep. we sh- we can now <laughs> move on. You,
3: you know how when they sometimes like, they say like if you're an if you're an announcer in a game and something remarkable happens you just don't say anything just kind of let the moment unfold which is kind of what we just did with Eric and the soapbox so and we're proud. Oh, you you
1: missed, we're... you missed the beginning he, Eric was going to try to like talk about other things before the Broncos? <laughs> yeah, we trend- did not let that activity. happen. Like,
2: hey, what about those Broncos, by the way? And I was just like, all right, let's do this.
3: this good. You tried being the operative word there, I would assume.
0: Yeah, it was an unsuccessful pry at best. Um, Mason, tell me how you're feeling about this game this week. Because uh... to me, like – I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to watch Broncos Bears. I just refuse to do that to myself. I have Sunday ticket. I can watch any game I want in the country. I will be watching pretty much the entirety of Dolphins Bills. That is my plan for Sunday.
2: I think we have the setup for genuinely just like a really incredible game. I mean, both teams do not have a lot of very big holes in them, which again means that there's a lot of strength on strength that there, there's going to be in, in both backfields, in, in both receiving departments, all the DB rooms are both pretty solid. Um, I mean, Josh has statistically had a lot of absolutely amazing games against the Dolphins, but the Dolphins have, since two has gotten there done pretty well against the Bills as well it hasn't been as lopsided of an affair as it was when he first got there and I mean the speed is genuinely a problem I think they talked about it it was on the ATN podcast that they have currently the top five speed leaders in the NFL all on the Dolphins like there's there's not really anything you can do about that you don't just get faster magically you can't like make them be slower Tyreek Hill's 17 yards down the field in half a second it's not really something you can do outside of maybe game plan where your people are instead of following him um it's I think it's going to be excellent it will probably be much closer to a shootout because Buffalo finally found a ground game too and so it's not just this reliant on Josh throwing it down the field as hard as he possibly can and the offense still moves very efficiently it's it's just going to be a long and very painful and stressful game that I'm not necessarily prepared for mentally.
0: Yeah, both these games last year were tremendous. That uh, that the, that was my takeaway. The snowball game always a <laughs> always a fun one. And then early, you know that that early affair last year. I think they played in the same. I think they might have played like week three last year. But that early affair last year in Miami was kind of crazy towards the end. Um I mm. think this yeah,
3: because is... yeah, because they were playing in the Florida, Florida moisture, and everything people were about to drop on the field.
2: Yeah, yeah, because the Bill sideline was literally 120 some odd degrees, and they were dropping like flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It that was a very interesting game as well. I I just want to put this out flow this out here. The division's down. This is this is kind of the new premier rivalry within the division, I would argue. I don't think anything else really matches up. Like, you can argue the history of,
1: like, Jets-Patriots, but, like... I mean, that's not a rivalry, haven't? The Patriots won, yeah. like, the yeah. last 20-something games... Yeah, it's, well, it's not a rivalry. Yeah,
3: it kind of kind of like how you know, kind of like how you know the Broncos and Chiefs aren't a rivalry anymore. You know?
1: Okay, okay. So <laughs> <out>. Wow, <laughs> twisting the knife.
2: Well, realistically, this this I know you're a little young for it, Eric, but this this really sparks <laughs> the rivalry of like the early nineties and the late 80s back when Marino and Kelly were on the Dolphins and the Bills. The the two of them actually had like a pretty close friendship and everything and were constantly like betting against one another of who would win games and stuff like that. And uh, so, and and, I mean, that was always like a very incredible back and forth, despite the fact that the Dolphins were actually pretty ass back then. And Marino was the only saving grace for that entire team. But this kind of harkens back to that. It kind of brings it back to those times. And so there's going to be a lot of Bills fans who are a little bit older than me, and then you know, older than that, who are all going to be like very excited about kind of like this old time when both teams were good.
0: Yeah, the there's just a lot to look forward to here. I, I I've been a fan of Josh Allen over the past two weeks. I know the the Jets game is an anomaly, but he always has one of those games. It feels like. One of every six Josh Allen games, there's a crazy one where he throws like eight picks, Uh, but but that's just kind of Josh Allen's career trajectory at this point. Um, I want to ask you this, Mason, and this is a selfish question because I'm a University of Utah grad and I have him on my fantasy team. When are we going to get Dalton Kincaid more involved? He's putting up, like, <laughs> some ridiculous, like, separation numbers. Like, let's, let's give this guy
2: the ball a little bit more, man. I mean, they definitely have. I think the bigger issue is there's so many people to get the ball to. Like, there's one guy who's going to reliably get the ball. And it's Stephon yeah. Diggs. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, there's another... Seven or eight dudes on the roster who can very reliably catch a ball and who fight for yardage every time. I will I will be very honest with you, though. I've absolutely loved everything that I've seen from Dalton Kincaid so far. The first ball he caught, he lowered his shoulder and he absolutely trucked a defender into the dirt. And I immediately went like, oh, Dawson Knox is back. And then it was like, oh, this is the new guy. This, oh, okay. So we have two guys who are literally willing to absolutely bury DBs into the ground. This is going to be an extraordinarily fun year to watch. And so he has been everything you advertised and more thus far. So I don't you know disagree. Who's had a, more, but.
0: You know who's been sneaky part of the game plan the past two weeks too? Khalil Shakir, man.
2: He's Correct. been a sneaky part of the game plan the last two weeks he fights for some hard yards too, man. You watch him. He lowers his head and he's, he's gets after it. Like he might be small, but he is, he is genuinely a really solid receiver. We have a again, it, it's been deep for three or four years now, but the wide receiver core that they keep turning over and amassing like the back end of is, is a very deep set of guys who could all easily be twos and threes on a lot of other rosters. Okay, YB, I have a question for you.
3: Yeah?
0: Who might be bad? Now, now you have to take the, 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 the phrasing of this question very seriously. Who might be bad? Don't tell me a team that for sure is bad. Mm-hmm. Just looking at some of the records right now, looking at where we are in the season and what we've seen, we now have three weeks who might be bad who might be bad who when you look do you just think oh they might be bad who is that team for you right now
3: well i mean you, taking if you take injuries into account then mm-hmm. obviously the, the question becomes a little different because the jets look bad without rodgers and i think that was to be expected after rodgers you know suffered that injury but that's a that's an extenuating circumstance I would argue that if you want to look at someone like who might be legitimately bad, well, I mean, I can't say Minnesota because Minnesota's is zero three, but I think we all knew that at the end of last season. So for sneaky bad, Washington, like Washington, hmm. like like Washington, like they they had like they their defensive line had that coming out party, and Howell was looking decent. And then last week, I think was show we they saw we saw the the depths to which uh, Howell's playstyle can go to. And Jahan Dotson, after a very promising rookie year, he's regressed. McLaurin hasn't looked like himself. Maybe that injury is still bothering him a little bit. And, like, they've made a bit of progress, I think, and then Eric, B- Eric enemy has helped them, like, be more creative in their offense. But you saw last week just how bad it could get for them. And, I shouldn't say this because the Bengals have shown, like my team, the Bengals have also shown that they can be very, very bad when Joe Burrow off. But you saw what happened in Washington last week when they when they got plastered. So they could be bad. Like it, like we. I think I people want them to be good because Howell's a pretty nice story. Although there was a lot of contra- controversy about why he was being anointed the starter, like in training camp, even though they had no idea we there. had
1: this guy. This guy was here the yeah. whole time. <laughs>
3: Like um, so, I think people want it, and I mean I could also say the Giants, but I think we've seen how bad the Giants can be on national television. So that's not a mite for me anymore. Especially now that Saquon seems to actually does have a high ankle sprain, he'll be out for a few weeks. Like when you're when you're trotting out Matt Breida and Daniel Jones is uh turning back into a pumpkin after a very charmed last season. The NFC East looked like a pretty solid solid division top-down with Philadelphia, Dallas, and then New York, New York having made progress last year, but that may not turn out to be the case.
1: You know who might be bad?
0: Who might be bad?
1: Uh-oh. The Cleveland Browns. That defense is legit, though. I'm not going to lie. It is, but Nick yeah. Chubb went down. Nick Chubb went down. I don't think Watson has really shown much more than he did at the end of last year. Yeah, I don't think Okay,
0: so. I This is this is a, a product of me not watching this week because my team got beat 70 to 20. <laughs> but looking at the box score, I would argue Deshaun Watson had a pretty good game last week. Did he not?
3: It was probably his best game as a Brown, although that isn't really saying much. Not much, like, yeah. Yeah, and, and
2: like, I almost—I I mean, I didn't watch the whole game, but I almost think maybe—and I'm not looking at the stat sheet either right now—but I I almost think that like that might be a little misleading because from the <laughs> plays that I saw, he looked slower than he used to be. He doesn't look like he's making decisions as quickly as he used to. Like the bad plays that are happening look more and more like they're his fault, genuinely,
1: rather and than g- like this is a might right. The question you asked was who might be bad. The Browns might be bad because. Mm -hmm. Is Watson going to resemble even a shadow of himself? Because he hasn't quite yet. Nick Chubb isn't there. Now the mic comes in as, as Wabby said, because that defense is legit, right? That, that defense is legit. We will keep them in games, but if they don't have their stud running back and if Kareem Hunt can't approximate, you know, a percentage of what Nick Chubb was, and if Watson doesn't begin to show development towards what he was they might be bad
3: yeah that's possible although let me give you a very let me give you a crazy brown set and it's i i saw this and i i couldn't believe my eyes because the browns do three weeks their defense has given up one touchdown okay that's pretty mm-hmm. remarkable in and of itself but the cleveland offense has given up two touchdowns <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that's great. Cra- oh, that's, that's a crazy insane. stat YB. Because was
3: one pick six and one scoop and score, both against the Steelers, by the way, which is yeah. you know how Cleveland rolls. Like we i being an AFC North fan, I know how this script kinda tends to turn out. The bounces always somehow seem to favor the Steelers, and I have no idea why. Fuck those guys. Anyway.
1: <laughs> it's karma. The 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 gods of football knew what Brown's ownership was gonna do in the year, you know, past. And they have been giving them that karma ahead of time. <laughs> you know,
3: I wish that karma didn't extend to my team as well. Because somehow, when we play the Steelers, like it somehow always seems to bounce that way too. But I digress.
0: On the other side, you have the Ravens, though, who I don't think they might be bad, but they might be, like, mediocre. Because... The fact they just lost to Gardner, Minshew, and the Colts did not – I get that they are literally the most injured team in the NFL.
2: I get that. I was going like, to say, can we can we, real quick just I, – I mean, just for shits and giggles, why don't we read the whole thing? Okay, why let me pull up pretty pretty Ravens' injury list. report really quick.
0: I think Ravens' I got... injury report. No,
3: just... Yeah, be... no, I, I sent over – I sent like a copy of it. Hold on. Okay, so let me let me okay, let me read this to you. So this was at, right was after say, week can we just three. Name by name, because so, it'll take like so, ten minutes. Okay, <laughs> so offense, offense: J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell. Keep in my all four of them are running backs. So this is somewhat eerily reminiscent of times past. Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Tylen Walls, all receivers. Tyler Linderbaum, Andrew Vories Ronnie Stanley, long snapper Nick Moore. Okay, so that's a pretty long ass list on offense. And then now let's go to the defense. You can feel Mar- almost
1: the whole offense just with that list.
3: Exactly. And then Marlon Humphrey, Damarian Williams, Trayvon Mullen, all cornerbacks. Marcus Williams, Ardarius Washington, all safeties. Odafe Owe, David Ajabo, Malik Ham, and Tyus Bowser, all edge guys. And Bowser maybe a little bit on the inside. So <laughs> it, I don't. I don't know what the hell is going on in. It's not in just Baltimore. This year. Yeah, it's 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 been a recurring theme. Like everybody gets injured in Baltimore. And Fire the some
1: entire of, training staff.
3: I mean, some of them some of them are freak accidents. Like t- like uh, Marcus Williams tearing his peck. and yeah. you know, like that kind of thing you can't really control. That happens in JK football. J.K. Dobbins, his his injury was you yeah. know not something you can. That was so yeah, brutal. That was brutal. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins, that that was a brutal injury for him. And
1: you're right, there is but, some sort of karmic. Uh... You know, yeah, badness on the Ravens. I I I check the
3: I check underneath the field and see if there's anything buried there, like yeah. from a long time ago. Like, I mean, either that or either it, it, that it or check John Harbaugh's closet. Huh?
2: A telltale heart. There might be one under the field. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe there's something
1: to what YB was saying. Maybe the Steelers have done something that benefits them and does the opposite to the rest of that division.
3: Yeah. yeah. How else can you explain how Mike Tomlin hasn't does looks like he hasn't aged a day since he took over
1: the Steelers, <laughs> <laughs> and hasn't lost. Uh, haven't yeah, had hasn't, hasn't a losing a, record. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. No matter how bad that team is, because frankly, that's a team that might be bad. But again, their defense. I mean, but we can't say that.
1: Enough. We we can't say that because let I mean, What do you? They might be record? mediocre. They're two. It's they're they two and one. one. They are two and one right now. The Steelers are. With Kenny Pickett looking like he just got off the bus in the pocket, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It's wild,
0: man. That was my worst take of the off season that <laughs> Kenny Pickett was going
1: to be good. <laughs> that was really, that hey, really. Listen, that, it's a long really season. Was, you thought sure have that. a chance 80, to be one, right? Two. I enjoyed that? You still have a chance <laughs> to be right. It's a long that, season.
0: That really was something I was pretty sold on throughout the entire off season, that Kenny Pickett was going to get better, and he just did not get better. Like he he is he is not better. He is still pretty mediocre. Mediocre is being generous here.
3: That's yeah. all they need,
0: apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Both is all they My my team that that I think might be bad. Bear with me here. The Jacksonville Jaguars might be bad. And and this is something I was kind of pumping a little bit towards the end of the off season is that their defense is kind of hilariously bad, especially in the secondary where they employ Trey Herndon, who is a slow corner, which is, just something you don't really want to have in the NFL. If your corner is slow, like that's usually a bad sign for you. Speaking of teams that would have an absolute field day, if they, speaking of teams that would be absolutely destroyed if the Miami Dolphins played them, can you imagine this Jags defense from what we've seen of it thus far playing the Miami Dolphins? that They get absolutely torched. And suddenly... Trevor Lawrence has looked really really bad through two weeks. He had a really bad game against the Chiefs and he had a really bad game against a Texans defense that just got after him all day. And all of a sudden you kind of wonder like okay it's a it's a talented offense for sure but like what like what what do they bring to the table that's like you look at it and you say, "Okay, there's that's game changing." Like they that gives the Jags a huge edge. I just don't see anything on the roster that really gives me that impression. Right now, at least, I don't know. I I, I feel I feel sneaky down on the Jags, and if somehow, but they should beat the Falcons because I'm now with
1: Brock. I've
0: seen enough of Desmond Ritter. That's not really gonna work. Like that's.
1: I mean. I'm it's glad not, that you're on my side now, but I will say work. you have to have a defense that can stop the run. Is is the Jaguars' defense that? I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, maybe not. Who but knows? also,
1: I think it's still early. I think, I think Trevor Lawrence showed enough at the end of last year. They can round down, round out into a better shape on offense. I don't know if that's possible in the defense, right? I'm, I'm not sure. I thought they hung in that Chiefs game, like it, yeah, the score. I think, I think the end of that, the score doesn't really tell the whole story um, because even late in the third quarter, they were in that game. Um, well, and they I think, couldn't
0: score in the red zone. That was a big problem.
1: Yeah, but, but I, they they hung in that game. And I thought Trevor Lawrence did some nice things in that game. So I don't know if like I would look at that game. I would look at that game more like the, my takeaway from that game was the Chiefs did not do what the Chiefs usually do. And, and Jags did enough to stay in it, you know, into the, you know, into the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, but I think it's a long season. I think Trevor Lawrence showed enough at the end of last year. They can have a slow start and, and get right on offense, in my opinion.
3: And, and last week, like if you go beyond the box stats, like Calvin Ridley had four drops. Like he had seven targets, mm-hmm. he had three receptions, and he had four drops. One of them should have been a touchdown. Yeah. Like, like I can't. You can't blame that on Lawrence. Like and Calvin Ridley, like he looked like he looked really good week one, and then all of a sudden, like he turned back into a guy we that hasn't played football in eighteen months, which he so. hasn't. Yeah, exactly. Like he looked, he looked that part. Like it wasn't gonna be all smooth sailing. Like re- reintegrating yourself after 18 months. We have a very good example of that in Deshaun Watson. So yeah, but I so, think
1: I think Calvin has shown more than Watson has.
3: Exactly. They're, they're in nice. Is the issue Calvin has shown more in like three games and, than Deshaun Watson has shown in a, a, now about close to the, like half a season at least.
1: Yeah, and it's unfortunate that the Jags lost to the Texans, but the tech, the Jags have the advantage of they get to play the rest of the AFC South, which if they're better than expected, they're at least not that much better than the Jags, the rest of the division. So the Jags have still, you know, dis- despite but, having a slow start, they still have a good chance to make the playoffs just because of who's in their division.
3: Yeah, exactly, because the Titans look awful. They look <laughs> awful. <laughs> like I'll be I'll yeah. be able to see it firsthand because they'll play bang, they'll play the Bengals this week. Like we'll see if they're as bad as they sh- as they were last week. But the the Titans so far have looked awful, and Tannehill looks like he's done. Like I Dude. I was uh, in that quarterback show that we did. Like I forget who was like uh, who like whoever it was. Like they were bounced. They were uh they were saying about Tannehill that Tannehill was really looking washed, and I pushed back on that point a bit. And I was pretty wrong there. Like, I, I was off on that one. Tannehill looked shot.
0: Yeah, it is also never a good sign. And once again, a, an indictment on Brandon Staley that literally the only good game Ryan Tannehill has had this year is he torched the Chargers. But other than that, it's been very, very bad from him. I was a Tannehill guy going into this year. I've always kind of been a Tannehill guy, but he does look like he's kind of fallen off a cliff. I don't know how long he remains a starter there, to be completely honest with you. Like Malik Willis had a pretty good preseason. Like, Did he? I, 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 he did. He he
1: played well, pretty well. He had a low how, he not be, how did he not beat out Ryan Tannehill then? Oh, ask Mike That's Label. It.
3: That's a good.
0: That's a good. That's a good I, I, question. I, I mean, I don't I, feel like do Mike Gravel is those...
1: the kind of guy who who would start Tannel out of sentimentality.
2: Do you think that Malik Willis is willing to chop off his own? <laughs> that's I mean, a good, good question.
0: Own...
1: <laughs> he doesn't have. He doesn't have the requisite. Uh... Doesn't have the passion. This, passion. Yeah. 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 One,
3: one man is dedicated to himself, and the other one is dedicated to the cause, or something like that. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right yb let's let's just get into it what is up with the Bengals? because i'll be honest i watched monday night football but i i i i hate can i just say something like i i, no. I like football i hate the double headers i hate the monday Night football double how much are there it's it's just so stupid like it's supposed to be the marquee a marquee game of the week don't put two games up against each other that's it's just like ridiculously stupid just, if you really want to do it like start the start the yeah, first sequentially game, do
3: it sequentially start like the
0: first game earlier at like 6 mm-hmm. 30 eastern and then like start the late game at like eight like don't like eight? don't put them up against each other eight or nine you know Prime yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, it, uh, uh,
3: Mason. Mason might have a problem with that. But <laughs> I I'd have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm
0: just saying it. It's, but it's, they should start it's, it, it earlier. It genuinely, is a complaint yeah.
2: about being a better team is these late night games are problematic. I miss when it was every week. It was like, all right, we're 1 p.m. on Sunday. Let's go, boys. Uh, yeah. They should.
1: They should just start it earlier. Like enough people, enough of the population. You know, either we'll turn it on, you know, wherever they work or they're working from home. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, there's just no need. There's just no need to have two competing games. I hate that. But my point was, YB, I didn't really watch much of the Bengals game. I saw like a little bit of the third quarter. It looked like they kind of put like some dink and dunk stuff together I just want to know personally where you're at with Joe Burrow. I think it's a mistake that they're playing him. I think they should not be playing for, like, I understand you can't start 0-3, but I think that if there's one player I trust to come in and reel off, like, eight or nine straight years, eight or nine straight wins to end the year and sneak into the playoffs, it's Joe Burrow. I think they should give him, like, a week or two off, take their Ls, and get him fully healthy, because that's, like... If, if God forbid he tears his Achilles, which it is pretty likely he does if he's playing on an injured calf already, like that's your season just shot. And then you're jeopardizing next season, even because of how serious Achilles injuries can be. And now we're four weeks into this season, basically. I just don't agree with the fact that they are putting him in as much harm's way as, as they have. And oh, by the way, the the offensive line is not better. They're they're somehow worse, and and, and they're all back healthy. And Orlando Brown was just a, a bad signing. I mean, it it's a it I I I feel very very bad about the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Like I think they'll get the offense figured out, but I just I am truly worried about Joe Burrow's health. I I I just have this bad bad feeling that something bad 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 is going to happen to him within the next few weeks if if they keep doing this the way they have been
3: well i mean if if we had assurances that if he if he rests for one or two weeks and it gets 100 percent, i think 100 percent they would do that but the problem is they don't have a guarantee of that at all i mean they basically had joe burrow rate lay low for a month and a half because they essentially skipped all the preseason after that, after his first week of training camp. And if it doesn't heal by then, then I don't, then people don't see how one in two weeks makes it a hundred percent like that therein lies the issue. And
1: I think that's exactly uh, what happened.
3: Yeah. Like it's like, if it, if they had guarantees that it, it was going to be something where if you just rest one week or two and it, they'll be, be fine, you don't have to worry about it. They would do that. No problem. I think they would have done that in week one if that was the case and that it wasn't and we can look back on it hindsight and kind of say all this but i and i ha, i would have to assume that like if i you guys don't follow bengal's twitter a lot so i i'm i'm, I'm i follow a lot of the quote-unquote super fans on bengal's twitter to just kind of see what they're saying and do you realize how crazy last week was when People were, sh- people were showing videos of practice of Mike Brown like on a golf cart, like taking Joe Burrow around the tra- practice field. Like, it's it's an absolute circus. And like, you saw on Monday night that obviously Burrow still doesn't look 100%. Like, they don't have him moving around a lot, obviously, by design. He can't, like, you, his accuracy is off, which is what happens when you can't plant your foot with conviction. So, but they found, and I think last night it was one of those wins where. Oh, not not last night. Monday night was one of those wins where like I think people have been saying this for over at least since the last year's playoffs, when the defense really stepped up and kind of made kind of made things happen and the, the offense did just enough. The mm-hmm. only po- the positives that I can see is that they moved they were able to get Chase moving around a lot and kind of kind of like a light version of what they what Miami does with Tyreek. And kind of they were able to get him open. Although nominally against a not exactly great Ram secondary, but there's still there's progress, and Mixon looks better than last year. He looks springier than last year. Last year Mixon looked heavy, and this year Mixon looks like he's running a bit faster than he was last year. We have no idea why, and if it weren't for some god awful drops by Higgins, and I saw this first and Higgins looked, like well, Higgins looked off yes off on Monday night, but they managed and. I will say this. It is kind of funny that how once their nominal starting tight end, Irv Smith, once he's out, that the tight ends actually get involved in the game a lot more. Says something about Irv Smith, doesn't it? But and then but on the whole, they have a pretty favorable schedule coming up with Tennessee and then Arizona, although Arizona's not a pushover anymore, judging by what happened in week three. And so yeah, there's a lot of concern, obviously, because it's one of those injuries that will keep like it doesn't really get better like if you're playing on it but it doesn't really heal 100 percent unless you give it like a full i don't know a month month and a half so i think they're just gonna have to play with the hand they're dealt and it I so there were some people that were concerned about the fact that trevor simeon who they had brought in on an actual contract was cut after preseason because he looked god awful and now the backup is jake browning and or nowadays, maybe it's AJ McCarron. Talk about a blast from the
1: past. AJ McCarron is in the National Football League. Yeah, and
0: back <laughs> on the Bengals.
1: And back Wait, on the Bengals. Is AJ
0: McCarron still playing?
3: He's, he saw he got signed last week, and I think wow. he was on a practice squad for for this That's for crazy. week three. Wasn't he in the XFL? Yeah. Or
1: the
3: Either other XFL one? or XFL or CFL or USFL. I forget which one. But yeah, but he I mean, obviously it's. If you if you've been a quarterback in the NFL, it's easy to look good in the USFL or XFL. Right. Apparently, he did look good, so I guess they brought him in as a stopgap option. But it's a feel good story, but I don't think it's anything more than that. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's concerning, but on the plus side, the defense has played well for the most part. I think like other like most of the points they gave up in the games past were when the offense just couldn't do anything, defense is out there for way too long. Like the Browns game, it was close until the end, until the midway through the fourth quarter. The Ravens game, like it's, it wasn't great, but the uh, week three, they played very well. Logan Wilson, DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson all played well. Thanks, uh, small part, small thanks to a backup t- left tackle coming in after no boom got hurt. And then Trey Hendrickson decided, okay, time to fill up the stat sheet. But, and then, the Rams fans were able to kind of experience vicariously how we felt when Hakim energy was trying to block Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl, but I digress. <laughs> so it there's obviously a measure of concern, like and it's not and who knows like how much they're gonna open up the playbook with Joe Burrow still, you know, kind of nursing that injury. But it's a good it's a solid team overall and I don't think they're gonna like drop down to the depths like they like people feared, but it's not. But the, with the, if the offense plays like it did on week three and week two, they're not. It's not gonna happen this year. Like it's not gonna be like the Bengals of the past two years where they were able to get to either the AFC title game or Super Bowl. Like the offense needs to play better, and they just gotta have to play with the hand they dealt.
1: Yeah, I don't think they need to. I don't think they they can afford to take Burrow out of the lineup, barring him getting worse, and they just gotta hope he gets better. Yeah.
0: My favorite A.J. McCarron uh, fun fact of all time. Did you guys know that A.J. McCarron is a restaurant owner? Are you guys aware of this?
3: That I did not know.
0: Okay. A.J. McCarron opened a sushi restaurant in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where he went to college. Uh, Does anyone know the name of this sushi restaurant? No. What is it? It is. What is it? Asian sushi A-J-I-N sushi Asian sushi. Uh just one of the funniest AJ McCarran tidbits I know. One of the worst restaurant names potentially ever. It does have 4.3 stars on Google, so people must like it, but, yeah, if but that it, is it, it always Al- funny.
2: Damn. And this is I I'm sad about this, and that's coming as a white guy who used to be the cook in a Japanese restaurant. So I have a little bit of room to stand on and say that I can be ashamed of that man. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Yeah, I I uh, I kind of couldn't believe it. it. It is it is one of the more fun facts that I have. <laughs> okay. We'll do one more thing, and then we'll get out of here because I know YB's got to go, and, and we, we've all got bedtimes to get to here. We have to talk about them. He's not here. But is Taylor Swift good for football or bad for football? We, I mean, just I think discuss. the evidence
1: says yes. Very good for football. <laughs> Roger
3: Roger Goodell is like rubbing it like he's just chortling in his office right now. They <laughs> he's sold like, so
1: many jerseys. Yeah, like the Swifties it, like, are real. The t- oh, the t- oh, they're out there.
3: <laughs> what I what I saw on Twitter was that like you know how the Swifties are insane. Like they say like if the like what I forget who I think it was Brett Coleman who said like if if the Swifties like actually get into football they'll probably come up with a better like advanced metric than DVOA in
1: like three weeks <laughs> because they're that dedicated <laughs> and, and crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad to believe it. If but if it doesn't end well, I mean this will be an unprecedented amount of jersey burnings.
0: Yeah. yeah well, oh my but, god! But I cannot and, wait for the jersey and, burning and, videos.
3: And, it, and it'll be and it'll be a hell of a diss track. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably oh, probably oh. get probably a Gronkowski name dropped in the diss track. Come, That's come why, come why you're not I the mean, go-
1: no, no matter how you're not no, no matter how this turns out, this is gold, a boon yep. to mankind. A boon to Roger Goodell.
2: All over social media today has been videos of wives annoying their husbands by going up (laughs) to them and saying, do you know about this guy, Travis Kelsey? Because he's going to be, like, really popular now because he's dating Taylor Swift, and they're like, freaking excuse me. Like, Do you the...
1: do you mean potentially one of the greatest tight ends of all time, that Travis yeah, Kelsey? Yeah, like two-time Super Bowl winning Travis Kelsey.
3: One of the hottest podcasters right now alive. <laughs> like, you yeah. know
2: that guy? Yeah, they're like,
1: well, he good things for his
2: career that he's with Taylor yeah. Swift. Embrace yeah.
0: debate. <laughs> Whose career in their respective fields has oh. been better.
1: Uh-oh. Because... Oh, Taylor. Taylor. Right. I don't Taylor. No, wow. no, 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 no.
0: The that Taylor. is not true. Travis whoa, Kelsey whoa. is... What? crazy. Travis You're Kelsey is... You crazy. Travis country Kelsey...
2: Country and pop.
0: Travis Kelsey <laughs> is widely considered the greatest football tight end of all time. No, that is not true. Are you Why is isn't Are you telling me?
1: I cannot believe you are saying
0: Are you telling yes. me that Taylor yes. Swift is a top two musical artist of all
3: time? Are you telling me that Travis Kelsey is a top two NFL player of all time? <laughs> you are
1: crazy. You are actually listen. All right, let's let's be Travis real about Kelsey what we're.
0: Is better <laughs> you... at playing tight end. No, tra- oh, tra- oh, that, that my is uh, not
2: is true. You are gonna have No.
3: You Eric, are, no. Eric, Eric, you, Eric, you haven't revealed your address on this podcast, have
2: Eric, you? This, because this, this is going to he wants to go and win a World Series in baseball, then we can compare him and Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift to one okay. another as far as who's better at their respective careers. Until he wants to go out and pick a new sport to just go into and start being awesome at that too, he's got nothing on her.
3: Well, he well he haven't did become even... an awesome podcaster,
1: but – I haven't even heard all of your takes, Eric, and I'm confident this is the worst take you've ever had. Confident. I, Taylor I, Swift I, did one I, of the <laughs> hardest things that you can do as a musical artist. She started in country and went to pop, and somehow did better. Okay. Yeah. People, thank you. She, no she's one a, has she's done a, that. She's a She's a songwriter, a composer as well. Like is she not, the best? Like like is she the best? Like vocalist? No, but she is probably one of the best songwriters in her field like i think you can objectively look at that and, and then look at just how much money she makes it's insane she makes more than patrick mahomes i would venture to guess more oh, yeah, than any definitely, of the definitely. she makes way more than any football player 100% in, she, in, in
3: the in the last like in the last 30 years in the last 30 years of music let's do it this way in the last 30 years of music what other what other solo act like other female solo act could you put like next to taylor swift the only other Beyonce. one i think of would be beyoncé beyoncé that'd be the only one that's the only one yeah, are actually In the
0: last 30 and years, who is the only tight end you could put next to Travis Kelsey? I can think of
1: more Tony than Gonzalez. One. Grom- Rob Tony Brun- Gonzalez. Grown Grom- sharp. sharp. You are crazy.
3: I, I think three, three for you right off the bat. And the number and the
1: number and the number one Gronk. I, I I'm not sold that Travis Kelsey is yet better than Gronk. I think by the time Kelsey ends his career, oh, you can, you can look is better than Gronk. No, what? I don't think you can say that confidently. Now you can I, make the argument. I, I think like you can I reasonably can. make the argument, well, but I don't think you can absolutely say that. It's not. It's not like it's not a definite
3: argument, but.
1: But it's an argument, but it's not definite in, in Travis's favor. I think by the time he ends his career, maybe you can have a real conversation about it, right? I think Kelsey's going to pass Gronk in a lot of the stats, but I think you have to look at how dominant Gronk was at his height, and and ask yourself, was Travis Kelsey ever that dominant? I think you have to ask yourself that question, which is which is why this is a crazy question for you to even ask, because it's it's demonstrable. Here's a I Smith have here's dominant. What I have she for does. You, you know?
2: <laughs> it has nothing to do with the football, has nothing to do with actual like aptitude at careers. Would you say that over the course of history of pop country, all those things where Taylor Swift is obviously there's been over 4,000 artists. Would you say that? Yes.
1: That she's competed
2: yeah. with like, yeah. well over. I mean, probably yeah. considerably more well than over. that.
1: Well, just well over just in country over. music. Well, <laughs> if,
2: well, if if you were to count every year, each team having a brand new tight end, Two each since the beginning of the NFL that would only count for 4,000 human beings that Travis Kelsey is competing against her field of competition is so much deeper than his is, and she, too. she like and she, and she, she started, started the top of that.
1: in the most competitive genre of of music in my opinion which is country music no it absolutely is as far as america is concerned it's one of the top grossing and top growing
2: genres in all of music and she dominated it for it's years It's so but,
1: hard to get successful in country music it's and so and hard let me,
3: yeah and let me get let me give you one other point like Country music is big in the US, but obviously I'm not from the US, so I have an international perspective on this. Yep, there we go. I have I have my doubt that anybody knows any name of any country artist outside of the US. There's no ever. way. There's like I I know this because I, I know some because I lived in the US, but unless you've lived in the US or are, are somehow a country music fan outside of the US outside of the US, God bless you. Like, like other than <laughs> Doing that the I don't Lord's work. He, yeah, I don't I don't think there's anybody outside of the US has heard of the or the those a name of Virtually any country artist, maybe Shania Twain, if you want to go back, I'm trying take past. this. Yeah, exactly. But like Taylor Swift, like managed that. Managed that. Divide. This is this is crazier than your take that Jerry Judy is the same as Terry McLaurin. Oh my god,
1: you had that. T- okay, <laughs> I, I, I have I,
0: a lot I, of takes. I have a lot of listen, takes, man. What you you even
1: you even are you even gave the argument right? Or or maybe it was maybe it was no, it was actually it was Mason, but you know wives going up to their husbands saying have you heard of the travis kelsey guy there are more people that know who taylor swift is than know who travis kelsey is that's true by I a long by a by a, right.
0: by a by a by a hundred percent astronomical I agree amount my my overall take was probably bad i, okay. I, will, I will put my <laughs> hand up and say that my take on taylor swift is as follows she oh, has no. some club bangers I do like some of her songs. She has that a club. Are, okay. That, that, are, that are, 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 are a little Brock more rock. That are Brock a little more rocky.
1: But you are actually I, crazy.
0: I, kind I of, cannot trust can't, your
1: music opinions I going forward.
0: I cannot stand people that totally are like, music, oh, she's better than the Beatles. She is not better than the I don't think
1: anybody's Beatles. saying that she's, hold on. I'm not saying she's better than the yeah. Beatles. But there are some mean. people out there that say that. Oh, yeah. The 50s yeah, yeah. are, are. We've yeah, established yeah, that there, the Swifties are, there are, are some crazy. people that say, there are some people I, that my, my, my stance
0: on, on Taylor Swift is she's fine. This will get annoying within a week. This will get very annoying within a week.
3: If you I
1: choose
0: mean, to
3: make it, if you choose to make it annoying to you, yeah. If you, you if
1: probably. you choose to be, anno- but he, I mean, you have chief's bias, so you will obviously choose to make this annoying <laughs> to yourself. Um, All right.
0: Speaking <laughs> of chief's bias, uh, here here is here. here I, I would like to close this out with some fun. Wait, stuff. hold
1: on. I, I'm I'm sorry. I want to take. I want to collect my flowers from okay. last from last week. I was told by every not not you two, YB and Mason, but the other three people who were here last time, told me confidently that the giants were going to cover and i said no way in hell san francisco by 10 did I plus say the
0: giants oh i probably you did, did.
1: you did <laughs> so i would like to collect my flowers i was i was decried by everybody and you were wrong okay. you were surrounded
3: hey. by a bunch of insane
1: people <laughs> i had no idea apparently <laughs> <laughs> now you now you know
3: hey, you welcome cry. to the podcast
0: uh this is you guys can all plug yours. This is for Brad, <laughs> who I know will listen.
2: Brad, I'd Wait, like to... Re- if I, we're all going to get closing remarks, can I get one as well?
0: Yeah, Brad, I'd, I'd like to read you some stats, okay? Uh, quarterback A versus quarterback B. <laughs> quarterback A has 803 yards, an average depth of target of 7.1 yards, A 65.5% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, Quarterback B has 791 yards, an average depth of target of 8.3 yards, a completion percentage of 65.4%, six touchdowns, and two INTs. Now, let me ask you, Mason. Mason? Would you say there is a market gap between those two quarterbacks?
2: Eric, why are we doing this?
1: Would
0: you say he there's refuses, a market gap? He
1: refuses to between be party to what has happened. You can ask me. I don't know, Brad. <laughs> would you say
0: there's a market gap between those two quarterbacks, Brock? I would. <laughs> <laughs> You would. You'd say there's a market gap. Just you based know. on the statistics you've read me. They they are separated by 10 yards. Yeah. And one touchdown.
1: <laughs>
0: and one's completion percentage is a full three points better than the other. <laughs> would you like me to reveal who those players are?
1: I'm it's sure you Wilson will anyway. Mahomes, so.
0: <laughs> the first player is Patrick Mahomes. The Naturally. second player is one Russell Wilson. Of course. Listen, See? Russell Wilson is not the problem. I am tired of people telling me that Russell oh, wow. Wilson is washed oh. and bad and terrible because he is currently not. <laughs> he was not the reason they got blown out by 70 right. points. I Eric I just, told I us just he was sick, that.
1: you know, last this past Sunday. I'm not sure that he's recovered. No, I
0: think it's the Mets. I think it's I the Mets. I just want to put that out there. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I oh, think it's the off. You know who has a full 200 yards more passing than Patrick Mahomes and who has played markedly better defenses through three weeks? All right. It's Kirk Cousins.
1: Okay. Kirk Cousins always puts like up that? numbers. You like that? You like Mark, Mark. Cousins. Mark. I'm just
0: saying, everyone's. Everyone's gonna say the Chiefs are gonna go in and blow the Jets out this week on Sunday night football, and everyone's gonna have their moments and they're gonna say, Oh wow, look at how great Patrick Mahomes is. He is putting up average numbers this year. I just want that out on the table. He is putting up average numbers, even
1: if you look That's at weird. the advanced stats, <coughs> putting up average we'll re-
3: numbers. We'll revisit this after week 17 and then we can hold on everything again.
1: Exactly. So let's just look at their schedule. Jets, Vikings, Broncos, Chargers, Broncos. Okay. <laughs> I don't see a loss there, really. Wait,
2: who gets to play the Broncos twice? Is that
1: <laughs> and then the Chiefs played the Bron- the Dolphins and the Eagles. So you know that that's something. But then after that, I
0: can't wait till the terrible Denver Broncos stun the Kansas City Chiefs. Raiders, in
1: Packers, Bills, <laughs> Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. I, I mean, I see a few tough games here, but not that many.
0: I just wanted to put that out into the universe. <laughs> but stats I mean, just aren't that different.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Boys, All right, this I, has been I, fun. I, I
3: no.
2: Hey, wait, I get closing remarks. Mason, brought, brought what are your clo- st- Mason close us out? I brought I brought one stat with me today and we have not talked about the team, but I happen to know that unusually we have a fan of that team with us today. Oh no. Carolina Panthers. <sighs> Did you know? Did you know? Did you know that your team is currently on historic pace for something? Do you d- d- happen to know what it might <laughs> I'm be? I'm
1: scared to find out.
2: Ah, uh, you are on historic pace for allowed quarterback pressures. You were at sixty through three weeks.
1: It's not good. No, no, uh, it was
2: genuinely impressive when I, I heard that. I was like 60 over three weeks. I honestly
1: didn't think it was that bad. Let me see here. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, they are 0 and the, 3. Uh, so here's the deal. The here's the deal. I'll repeat what I said before, right? I have no expectation that the Panthers are going to be good this year. My own, the only thing I want out of the Panthers this year is for Bryce Young to show some growth. That's all I want. The skill position is bad. They can't. They can't separate worth a damn. Defense good. Thank you again, Sean Payton for uh, Um, You know, with the, how bad the division was, I was hoping maybe they would make some noise. Um, but losing two division games is a bad way to start. So, you know, I don't have high expectations this season. Hopefully, and we get a high draft pick and we draft some, you know, godly wide receiver.
3: And and a shout out to. One of my favorite players of all time, Andy Dalton, who is still who still Andy, Andy, managed to play quarterback. And he can a, still sling it.
1: He he slung it a little bit on Sunday. He is, the, he the, is, the... He is... They, yeah, there's
3: a reason they named the Dalton line after him. Like in regards yeah, to how old he gets.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I have hopes that the off the offensive line is uh they did play pretty well at the end of last year. I I'm holding out hope they will improve. But that stat is troublesome
0: <laughs> That's funny, right. with that i think we can wrap up yb i know you gotta go i did want to say happy korean thanksgiving brother uh hope, hopefully Thanks, you brother. have a lot to be thankful for can you just give me a rundown of what the menu at korean thanksgiving mm. looks
2: like
3: the traditional menu is like like uh well in the older days anyway like they usually gather and, and make like by hand a bunch of a bunch of rice cakes filled with uh sweet filled with something sweet and like honey and a uh, sesame which is mm. not something obviously Ooh. you find often in it America, good but it's 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 really really good and and then usually the menu consists of like uh kind of like korean style pancakes i don't know if you got i don't know if you guys had the fortune to experience them but most I of those family, kind of yeah. things and also depending on the depending on the family it's either like a it's either roasted fish or like a roasted like A rack of like ribs, like not, not the, not like the barbecue back ribs, like in the US, but like no Korean ribs, ribs, right? Yeah, 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 Yeah. the short ribs. And oh um, man, I love short ribs. Yeah, so it varies a little bit by family, but those, those, those are mostly the standard stuff. And then, and then a bunch of fruits, so pears and apples and whatnot. And so, yeah, like it's. It's not it's not as it's, it's not as elaborate I think as American Thanksgiving we don't have a we don't have a whole turkey in the middle of the middle of the table <laughs> so the visual aspect of it is a little bit uh different but on the whole it's like it is kind of a time when you know you get you go back home like a lot of people that are focused around the capital they go down to where they like where they were born and meet their extended family it's similar similar function to how Thanksgiving works in the US
1: it's right. Awesome
0: well, I just did wanted to know really what help. was on the menu, and it sounds delicious as I had predicted it would be. Uh, Any so menu involving, involving
1: ribs has my seal of approval. So, oh, yep, Korean ribs are fire.
0: Yeah, oh. Korean Korean food is typically very very good. Um, so enjoy Thanksgiving, YB. Thank you so All much right. for taking thanks, some buddy. time out of your day, and uh, for the rest of you, thanks for listening. We will be back next week. Until then, peace out.